0: Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Go ahead, ushers, if you would. I'm going to go to 2 Samuel chapter 12, and we're going to get right into this today. Because I want to move along through this quicker. Last week we talked about David and Nathan's rebuke of David. We were really into the series on David, Uriah, and Bathsheba. And what took place there. And how David actually ended up uh, 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 committing adultery with Bathsheba. She got pregnant and then he ended up murdering um, uh, Bathsheba's husband, Uriah. And uh, where we're taking up right now is is where Nathan the prophet visits David. And you know, in none of these things, even in the exhortation and, and my encouragement to you about change and using your faith, none of that is meant to come across as a condemning thing. So if it has, you know, I apologize for that. That's not the point. But how many know this? No matter what uh, we are doing and where we are at in this life, our decisions have consequences. Have you noticed that? Okay, and so we don't want to live with the mentality of, because um, sometimes this is... I. I I've listened to a lot of teaching, especially when what they call the grace movement, which is not even a movement, you know what I mean? Grace is the covenant we're under, it's the dispensation we're under, but there has been teachings about grace that leave the impression that you, there will be no consequence to anything you do. And the problem with grace when it becomes to get extreme is it gets to the point where nobody, basically free will goes out the door. And so everybody's going to be saved, and I've even heard it this way, and I know most of you probably don't believe this, but I just want to make you aware of this. I've even heard it to the point that God's going to save the devil. Well, first of all, Christ's blood was not shed for Satan at all. Yeah, he was. he's the enemy of the Lord. Even if Satan could come back, he wouldn't. He would not. He has made his decision. He has solidified that thing in his heart. And so we need to be aware of that. And so when we get into these different things and into this teaching, um, don't just, don't just, don't get so narrow in your vision of what you're seeing in front of you in the scripture that you forget about all the revelation that Jesus gave us about Christ, or through Christ, I should say. Don't understand that you have to run this truth in the Old Testament through the truth of Jesus. How many realize that? That this is progressive revelation. The other thing I'd ask you to do is don't shut off on me. People say, you can tell? Yep, I can tell. There's there's this thing. In fact, if you read through the Gospels, you'll see this. Jesus would go and minister in different places. He actually knew the thoughts of the people. Isn't that interesting? People say, you know all my thoughts. You know, people panic. No, I don't know all your thoughts. I don't want to know all your thoughts. Okay. <laughs> I don't. You don't want to know all the thoughts that go through my head. You know what I mean? It is, it is not so. You, how many know that you, you should be very grateful you don't live in someone else's mind? How many are glad about that? Husband and wife, come on, raise both hands. Okay? It's true. You don't want to live in their mind. Why? That's their mind. It's their responsibility to take care of it. It is not your responsibility to take care of someone else's mind. It's yours. So be aware of that. Be open to the Spirit of God. I'm not saying you have to agree with everything I say. But I will say this. If you can't submit to the Word, there's a bigger issue at hand. Amen. You have to be able to submit to this Word. If This is the thing. and I, <clears throat> The Lord's helping me with this through the years, and He's helped me, and He's continuing to help me. All I can do is give the message. All I can do is function under the anointing and in the grace that he's given me to minister the gospel uh, truth to people. Do I do it perfectly? No. No, I do not. I don't even claim to do it perfectly. I, 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 I mean, Paul said, I look through a glass, what? Uh, dimly, Paul said, what? I prophesy in, and so do you. Somebody say, amen. Amen. Well, I had a vision, and I had a prophetic word, and it was in part. Well, I don't know. I've been walking with the Lord a long time. Look, I agree with you, and I'm thankful for your gift, and it's wonderful. And I've functioned in the gifts myself a little bit, and I've functioned in different things. And you know what I found out through the years? There are parts that are true and parts that were me. That's why you're to judge every prophetic word. Yeah, but they gave it to me, and they were shaking and crying, and uh, none of that matters. That's just emotion. You need to dig down into the substance of what was said. Amen? So that word applies to me, but who else does it apply to? To you. Amen? So I'm not against the gifts. I'm not against any of those things. I believe in all of them. But I realize that we live in an imperfect world. Amen? And God is functioning through people that are imperfect. Would anybody like to claim perfection in here? Uh, where's the brave soul, you know? Well, that'd just be arrogance anyway. <laughs> so, no, we're not perfect, but God is, how many know? He, this is what we have to work with. You and me. Amen? And so we're going, to do, we're going to do things wholeheartedly, and that's what God's looking for. And the actions, you know, he understands our fleshly frailty and our lack of understanding as far as that's concerned. So as you're hearing these things, be open to the word of the Lord. Hear, hear what he's saying, and then apply it to yourself. Amen? Don't, don't sit and think about, yeah, Sean really needs to hear this message. Listen, I agree with you. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Do you know how many times I rebuke myself when I preach? I just don't tell you. Well, you should. That would be humble. Do you tell me every time you do something wrong? See, this is a two-way street, right? And the problem that we end up running into is is that as a a whole, humanity, including myself, I am guilty as the guiltiest, except for the blood of Jesus has cleansed me. (laughs) But I have done this. The nature of the flesh is to not look. At itself, it is the nature of the flesh, and whether we want to admit it or not, that nature is functioning in the soul and needs to be removed. Amen. Because have you you ever watched somebody justify something completely wrong and not repent? I've done that myself. Amen. Go ahead, say amen. I said it about myself. (laughs) I didn't say it about you. (laughs) Sometimes you feel like Paul is a preacher. I fill up in my body the scars and the beatings that lack in the body of Christ. Have you ever read that verse? Oh, you need to read your Bible. Okay, Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 1. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David, and he came to him and said to him, there, there were two men in one city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds. Verse 3. But the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished, and it grew up together with him and his children. It ate of his own food and drank from his own cup and lay in his bosom and was like a daughter to him. Do you think this lamb was important to this guy? And a traveler came to the rich man who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd to prepare one, of the wayfaring, one for the wayfaring man who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. Think about this. This dude's rich. He got lots of money. He got lambs You know, coming out of his eyeballs, you know what I mean? Coming out of his, he's got more lambs than he knows what to do with. And, and he probably, this rich man probably said, Oh, I need to do a good deed for this wayfaring traveler. I'll go take the poor man's lamb. Come on. This is the nature of the flesh right here. This is the nature of the devil right here. The devil will go, the nature of the flesh and the devil, they'll get together and they'll work together and they'll go, Well, Ooh, I have 50 bucks and I know they need it, but, uh, you know, maybe the church should take care of it. Hello? It pushes off what God has given it opportunity to do. Let me ask you something. Is this building the church? No, it is not. How many have Christ in your heart? You are the church. You are. You are. Now, there's structure to the church. I understand that. All those things we come together and we say, hey, you're going to go to church? Yeah. We're going to go to church. You know, and I've heard people say, you know, you say to them, you're going to go to church. They say, I am the church. <laughs> yes, you are right. And so I don't want to get into semantics, but the, the truth of the matter is, we're to come together as a, as a body and not forsake the gathering of ourselves together. There's a purpose in it. So, what, is, what happens here? This rich man takes away the poor man's lamb. Who is, who is important to him, takes away his uh, potential, I guess, future and prosperity and all those things. Okay? Who knows? The, the poor man could have been saving for another lamb so he could have a male and a female lamb and start producing more. This was potential future for him. Do you see that? And it was taken away from him. So David's anger was greatly aroused against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die. And he shall restore fourfold for the lamb, because he did these things, because he had no pity. Verse 7, then Nathan said to David, you are the man. Good word, right? Who wants to volunteer to be a prophet? People are like, I'm a prophet. Brother Hagin used to tell us all the time, if you really knew what it was, you wouldn't want it. And he was a prophet, is. Probably still is. I don't know. I don't know how that works once you cross over. But I will say this. David makes a declaration. But what has David now had revealed to him? David has not judged who? Himself. Now watch this. He's a king, right? He made a declaration. What did he declare, declare over himself? Death and fourfold repay. You see that? So David makes this. Now watch how David responds, and this is what we're looking at. <clears throat> verse uh, number eight. Uh, actually, I'm going to go through verse number seven and, and go down t- through it. Then, then Nathan said to David, you are the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel. I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives. You got to realize this is Old Covenant, okay? This is not New Covenant. You cannot have your neighbor's wives today, okay? So, you don't want them anyway. So, can you imagine having like a thousand wives? Dear Lord. I got to move on. Okay. I don't want to get stuck there. Keep me moving. All right. So, He said, I gave you your master's house and wives, master's wives into your keeping and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. Has God blessed David? And if that had been too little, what does it say? I also would have given you what? Who? Why put that in there? Why put it in? there? Why even say that? He's in the middle of rebuking David for the sin that he's committed. And what does he say in the middle of this? If it wasn't enough, David, I would have given you more. In other words, David, why do you go to the world when I am more than enough? Why have you set your sights on the pleasures and the things of the world? Why have you taken the authority I've given you? Why have you taken the military might that I've given you? Why have you taken your position? Why have you taken your money? Why have you taken the things that I have placed in your hand and used them to grab hold of and take something that is a violation of my word? Do you see that? Oh, it went down. But you, you see it, right? In other words, David, just come to me. I'll satisfy you. Do you see that? Come on, when our flesh rises up and says, I want that, I want it," We need to, you know, I like that. Uh, I heard this years ago uh, as part of a plan on uh, controlling your spending on a credit card. They said, take, get down to one credit card and then put that thing in a freezer Uh, in the freezer with water, you know, and freeze that thing. And then when you want to buy something really bad on it, go ahead and take it out and let it melt. And if you still have the desire, then, you know, go ahead and purchase that thing. How many have realized that your flesh will go, oh, it'll shake. Look at the new Mustangs. Oh, my goodness. Did I hit a nerve? (laughs) Maybe that's not it. Maybe it's something else. Look at the purses that are available. See, it doesn't do anything for me. So I just, I don't know. Dodge Challenger, that's the one I like. So, You understand what I'm saying? Your flesh will go, oh, I need that. And then you buy the new iPhone and two weeks later, the newer one comes out. (laughs) And your flesh goes, oh. And God's going, I would give you much more if you'd just wait. I'll give you much more. I love you. Yeah, but I've made all these mistakes. Still loves you. How many have kids? How many mistakes have they made? Go ahead and show me on one hand. (laughs) You know, I discipline my kids. You know, my kids sometimes make me mad. But what I mean by that is they stir me up. Especially, you know, what really will get me rolling on them. If they start complaining about everything. Oh, man, I just I can feel it go through me like lightning. And I'm like, but you know what I would never do? I will never stop loving them. Even if they hate me. You know, God's that way. And people say, well, if he really loves me, he'll just accept me the way I am. You can come to him the way you are, but he really loves you, so he won't leave you in that condition. (laughs) How many that really helps you. You just get that answer right there. So why why correct David? What What if David would not have repented? What would have happened to that kingdom? What would have happened to David if he never would have changed? What happened to Saul? See, God will not leave us or forsake us, but we can leave him. It's possible. And we need to be aware of that. Amen? We need to be aware of that. We need to be aware that the deeds of the flesh hold. They have a consequence, guys. Are you saying God won't forgive me? No, I'm not saying that. Think about this. Let me just use some practical things. And some of these are a little more extreme, and a lot of you are not dealing with these things, but some of you may be. But just let me give you some practical things. How many know that if I would have kept smoking marijuana right now, I probably wouldn't be very good of a public speaker? Come on. People say, well, I need it. Listen, it's hurting your brain. Well, you're saying God doesn't love me. No, I'm not. I'm saying that he would tell you to stop because it's hurting you. Would you think about this? You say, Well, you don't understand. How do you know what I understand and don't understand? Have you been with me all my life? Have you been in the places where I've been? I could bring now, my those friends are not here right now. I'm believing for them though. (laughs) But I could bring you, I could bring you friends, and we could tell you some stories. And I'm sure you could share some with me too. I'm sure you could. I mean, we did the dumbest things it's a miracle I'm alive. He agrees. (laughs) And Bruce is right. (laughs) Because Bruce knows about these things too. (laughs) It is a miracle that I'm alive. Why? The mercy of God. God keeps giving me a chance. But you know what? That lifestyle and the things I did there have a consequence in my life. Now, I'm not near where I was, but it took me years of working construction with my father-in-law to get healthy again. Years. I mean years. Do you understand? Many, many years. It took me many years to get healthy again. And so in that and realizing that, we've got to be aware that our decisions have a consequence. And sometimes that consequence is greater than others. So with the idea, people think, well, I'm under grace. Nothing affects me. Listen, when God comes to you and corrects you and he disciplines you, be sure to not yield to your embarrassment and just repent. Let me ask you a question. Why did God send Nathan to David? Did God do this to embarrass David? Okay, God deals with our sin in order to save us, not to embarrass us. Listen to this statement. I want you to hear this. It is not God's fault that David's situation is embarrassing to him. Come on, think about this. It is not God's fault that the decisions that David made are embarrassing to him. Amen. Everybody is going to come to this place in your life where you have to go, am I going to, am I going to hang on to my pride and what people think of me and what I've always done, even though it's destroying my life? Or am I going to repent and yield to the Lord and give him authority over my life and do this? Admit, I'm wrong, Lord. You're right. That's what repentance is. Now, what gets given to you out of that? Grace and mercy. God is not withholding from you because you've sinned. He's waiting for you to repent. People say, well, if he was good, he wouldn't allow this and allow that. Listen, we have no place to stand, or there's no openings on the judgment seat in heaven. God is not in heaven going, oh, Mike, you got some ideas? Come sit up here. No, he is God. I am not. Make sense? Okay, so that's a good revelation to have. You need to have that. All right, let's wrap up right here. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7 and hit this. 7, 1. Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 says this, judge not that you may, that you be not what? For with what judgment you judge, it will be, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Oh man. Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your eye. Can you imagine this? You got a two-by-four in your eye and you're going, oh my goodness, look at that person over there. They got a little speck in their eye. And here you got this thing just, you know, I wish I had a two-by-four strapped to my head right now. You just go like, and I walk up to Heidi and go, oh, oh, you got a speck. There's a speck in your eye. I see it. Mike, don't hang out with Heidi. She's got a speck. She's got sin in her life. Yeah. what about... What? No, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. What are you talking about? No, there's nothing wrong... That's what this is talking about. (laughs) Judge not. Yeah. You know, when we have planks in our eyes and we go try and remove specks, we look like fools. That's embarrassing. Is that God's fault? No. Say it with me. Say, I am accountable... For my actions. Hmm? Well, it's, it's my parents' fault because they didn't raise me right. Now, you're not accountable for your parents' actions. But you still are going to be accountable for what you do. Well, it's not fair. Welcome to earth. Well, that's not very uh, uh, sensitive. I know, it's intentionally not sensitive. If you were raised to think that you were gonna just that you're supposed to just have everything and be everything and and everything's just supposed to be handed to you, you've been lied to. It's it's wrong. You don't just deserve everything. Now, by the grace of God and through repentance and serving the Lord, He can bring you up to a higher place. But do you realize this? And this is something that we need to grab hold of, and I want to do more, but I can't because our time's up. But This is something that we need to grab hold of. We need to realize this. We need to realize that our actions and decisions have consequences. And we need to be, this is, guys, if I could, if I could instill one main point into you right now, it would be this. Please let the Lord, you and the Lord get together and analyze you. Please do it. You say, why? Why would I do that? It makes me feel bad. If you're really fellowshipping with the Lord, you may see some things that you don't like. But it will come, his correction and his direction will come in such a way that it actually empowers you to overcome. You, if you've really fellowshipped with the resurrection, with Jesus Christ, if you've really given your life over to him, you will find that when the Lord comes with correction, there's this infusion of overcoming faith, boldness, joy, peace, righteousness. There's this, there's this intake of the resurrection power of God it's life and life more abundantly God doesn't come into this situation now in the midst of that he may tell you you need to let that thing go because it's too far gone people say too far gone let me ask you something if I were to today after the years that we've been five years at the church a little over five years the church has been around if I were today after service, go get my 9 millimeter. Go to uh, Walmart and rob the place. Would God forgive me if I repented? Would mercy come to me? Would God stop loving me while I'm loading my weapon? Would he stop loving me as I'm driving there? Would he stop loving me as I'm robbing the place? You guys don't have to worry. I'm not going to do it. This is just an illustration. <laughs> Let him who stole. See, I have a scripture for everything. So, if, would God stop loving me after I was arrested and tased? Well, probably tased first, then arrested. You ever watch somebody get tased on the videos? I do not want to try that out. Um, would he stop loving me while I'm in jail? What about when I stand before the judge and I'm prosecuted? Would my actions have consequences? Is God mean because I have those consequences? Did he quit being gracious because? Did he quit loving me because I have those consequences? Come on, are you getting this? Are you seeing this? Our actions have consequences. How many know that Walmart, after I do this, is not going to hire me as the head of security? And I could stomp my faith so they don't love me over there. That's not, if they really were Christians, they wouldn't, they would treat me different. No, 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 you're unrepentant. You are not taking, you're not taking responsibility for your actions. When we take responsibility, people say, well, I can't overcome, I can't do it. When you confess that you can't to the Lord and you yield to him in that, that's when grace comes and you can overcome. Many times people do not get the change or the deliverance that they want because they have not fully repented. They have not given over everything. There hasn't been that pouring out. Listen, guys, when I gave my heart to the Lord, I quit hanging out with the friends that got me into trouble. I shouldn't even say that. The ones that influenced me in trouble that I chose myself to go join them with. And oftentimes I was the leader. I've always been able to lead. <laughs> just We're using it for different purposes now. Always, I'd, I'd come up with an idea and get a whole group going. And I would leave and they would all get in trouble guys, listen, I knew I could do that even when I wasn't living for the Lord. I knew I could do that. I knew I could, I would do it even when I was in Bible college. I got the cooks in trouble. I actually started, you were in Bible college and you did this? Yeah, I actually started a fight between one of the servers and the cooks and walked out. They both got in trouble. Why? I was saved but stupid, man. You. (laughs) I needed to grow up. How many glad I'm not doing that today? <laughs> in other words, the question is not God's love. The question is, what will you do? What will I do? Now, not everybody in here needs to get born again. Not everybody in here needs to give your life to the Lord. But how many know we all have areas where we can grow? Part of being teachable is What? It's part, part of being teachable is being pliable. It's being instructable to where we have patterns in our lives where we need to go. And some of you need to apologize to other people for what you've done. Not, don't come to me and apologize to me, okay? I, I forgive you. <laughs> Sometimes people think, I've got to go talk to the preacher. No, you don't. I'm talking about in your world. Just ask for forgiveness. Show, show, show some humility. How many think you could do that? Show some humility. Because God can repair things that have been broken. Amen? There's still hope. There's still hope if you'll believe God. Amen? Would you stand? I know we we have some visitors. If you're a visitor uh, today off of the Facebook ads that we did, man, we welcome you. We hope that you felt right at home. You might say, is church always like this? Well, mostly. Mostly. Well, it's no, it's, it's really good. God's faithful to his word and, uh, and we believe for great things. Amen. And we've seen great things happen in people's lives for those who will yield and submit. Let's just do this. I want to pray a prayer in general. How many would say, Hey, there's some areas in my life I could really use some adjustment in. So I just want to, I don't want you to repeat after me, but I'm going to pray over us and I'm going to agree together. And then I'm going to give you opportunity, some of you opportunity to give your heart to the Lord, rededicate your life to the Lord if you want. But let's, let's pray this first. Father God, we just come before you. You just go ahead and agree in your own heart with these words. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we know that there are areas of our lives that are, we're not walking in the fullness of what you desire for us. So Father, we say with an open heart, teach us, show us, Bring us understanding in these areas. Correct us and convince us of your goodness, Lord. Father, you don't discipline us. You don't uh, uh, rebuke us. You don't correct us out of a anger, spiteful thing, just trying to hurt our feelings. But Lord, you correct us. You direct us and you give us uh, direction for our lives because you know that if we follow our own path in the enemy, that it will end in death. And you want us, you desire, you promise to us And your word to us is that we have life and life more abundantly. So, Lord, we receive the correction and the direction of the Holy Spirit right now. Lord, as we walk, not all at once, but as we continue to walk in obedience to you. Lord, we will purpose not to be uh, those who are quick to speak and quick to judge and quick to take offense at others. But, Lord, we'll be those as you help us to deal with ourselves first and then after you have dealt with us. And we go through that process of removing those that plank out of our eye. Lord, we'll be able to, with the same compassion, tenderness, and resurrection power that you have, and minister to us, minister to remove splinters from other people's eyes. So, Lord, we receive correction today and direction. And we thank you for it. And, Lord, as you see fit and lead, we will function and be a person who's a restorer of those who are weak. As we grow in you. And you bring those situations across our path. In Jesus name. Amen. With every head bowed. Every eye closed. If you're here today. And you need to either rededicate your life to the Lord. Because you've walked away from him. You need to do that. What we talked about. Repent. Or you've never given your life to the Lord. You've never made that decision. You don't know for a fact. That you're going to go to heaven. When you leave this earth. You don't know for sure. But you want to know. We have a simple prayer that we can pray right now that will change that whole situation. This is a miracle working prayer. The greatest miracle can be received by you right now. Or maybe, maybe it is. Maybe you, you've walked with the Lord before, but you've, you've walked away from Him. And you just want to recommit that back to Him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done this. I'm going to commit to you. I'm not going to back away. I'm not going to backslide this time. By your grace, I'm going to move forward all the way. Either one of those, if you just raise your hand. I want to pray with you uh, where you're at. If that's you. Either one. Okay, thank you. Anybody else? Is there anybody else? Ushers, if you want to thank you. Anybody else? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's pray. And you. everybody can repeat after me if you would. Say, Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Lord, you said... That you have grace and mercy in time of need. We are in a time of need. So, Father God, I confess that my mistakes, my sins, I yielded and followed the enemy, and I shouldn't have. I'm sorry. Holy Spirit, Do a deep work in me right now. I open my heart to you for deliverance, for great grace, to empower me to overcome the temptations and the power of the enemy and my flesh. I receive the Lord Jesus Christ. I declare... He is my Savior and my Lord. And when I pass from this life, after serving the Lord, I will go right to the presence of God, to heaven, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, you are forgiven. You are set free. Your past sins are gone. You are washed by the blood of Jesus. You are not under the burden of sin anymore. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you did pray that prayer, um, we have uh, a new believers book and then also a Bible available for you that we'd like to put in your hand. Um, I know shortly here we'll be also starting a new believers class again uh, with Rick uh, and Luann teaching that uh, in early morning Sundays. But that sign up sheet isn't out there yet, but it will be next week. Uh, If you want to be a part of that, we encourage that. So, praise the Lord. How many are excited about your life? Hallelujah. Man, God's good, isn't he? All right. Don't forget, uh, this coming Wednesday, we do have uh, foundations. We have Bible study, and so we'll be teaching on seated in heavenly places, continuing in the believer's authority. Is there anything else I'm forgetting? Hey, how about it's January? January. And I didn't see much snow coming in here today. So enjoy the weather today and have a great time. Don't forget, if you're youth, we have youth group tonight at 4 o'clock. So God bless you guys. If you need prayer, we are available. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.